Hey everyone, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Although I am a licensed clinician, I'm also just a person. I love to be able to be in my real life and speak from that point. And that's where this podcast is coming from. So enjoy. Searching for a truth. Looking for answers. There must be a way to another day. Hey guys, welcome back. I feel like we I feel like I haven't spoken to It's been a long time. However many people listen to this podcast in, in, in a minute, right? It's been like two weeks, I think. Yeah, it's been you know, two we've weeks. Been slacking a little bit. I know. It's been nuts family in town. It's just been, you know, a lot going on. Yeah, we're we're literally in our quote unquote studio, which has been Aaliyah's sister's room. Right. So, right. We, so this we, is the first day we've yeah, had, so, you know, had it. But, um, so today Joe and I talked about it in terms of what are we going to talk about next? And then, you know, he got on this rant or whatever about COVID again, because, you know, the numbers get to him. And then I was like, yeah, I was like, no, we have to do something different. It's just always COVID and politics and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, why don't we just talk about like more of like mental health, but on maybe our own personal journeys, right? In terms of like how we're dealing and working with stuff, you know? And for me, I have to tell you, it was an interesting uh, decision to come to because in the clinical world, I will say, as being a clinician, I think that there's the the topic of self-disclosure. Um, there's a lot of contra- controversy around that, you know? So some clinicians think never, don't do it. And then other clinicians like myself feel that, um, you know, self-disclosing to a point where it's being used as a part of the therapy, as a part to relate, um, you know, so in, in, in that kind of way, uh, is, is, is completely okay. Yeah. I mean, we could actually even talk about that for a minute where we were were talking about the other day, how, um, you know, a lot of therapists, you know, you don't really know about them, right? It's, it's all about just, uh, you know, what, I don't know, schools they went to and right. who they've worked with or whatever. But like, um, I think we might be kind of heading into that uh, arena where it's it's good. It's like if, if your therapist is open and says, I have, you know, had this issue in the past and that issue and this is how I resolved it. Like maybe initially it might seem like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to that therapist because they're kind of like, mm, they get their own issues. But once people are open to it and they see, wow, I want to get help from somebody who has helped themselves, uh, I think that is going to be very beneficial to yeah. to patients. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's a way to do that too. Like obviously right, right. in the first session, I'm not going to be like, you know, like, you know, um, but, um, you know, like as long as it's done tactfully and, 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 you know, just, uh, um, in a more effective way, I find that just with my patients, my people, um, that it's just, you know, eventually we just kind of become two people, right? Like just sitting in a room that have really great, deep, funny, you know, um, conversations. Um, and sometimes those conversations get really, really serious and intense. And sometimes they don't because therapy doesn't always have to be so fucking serious. Um, so, yeah. So that's what we're going to do today. 
Okay. So, all right. So you, do you want to do you want to start with your journey or or? Um, that, I mean, you can go first because you, with you, it's more about like your journey. For me, it is about like we're not going deep into like oh how we became the people we are no. like right now and starting from childhood. No, shit. God no. We're just talking about current things that we're going through. Yeah, uh, that are that we're learning from about ourselves and stuff like that. Right, so, right, right, and like how we're handling it. Yeah, so you want to go further? Yeah, you want me to go yeah, first? I can go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Um, so one of the things that ha- is a is a current theme that has been a current theme in my life in terms of something that I've been working on since I was like, my God, like 14 or something like that, all the way until, you know, today still, right? Because I'm still growing, has been issues with my mom. Um, and all of my people who I work with, I'm, I'm very open about that, especially if it's relevant in the therapy session. Um, because what I find is lots of people who come to therapy do have issues with their mother or father or, you know, like on like a deeper level. Um, and so I use that sometimes to kind of, you know, relate and to kind of say, Hey, look, like I get it. You're a person. I'm a person, you know, I completely have been there. This is really what I've done. And it's helped me. I have found, um, on top of, you know, just, just book knowledge that I know, but, um, But yeah, so my mom, just to give everyone like a short little synopsis, just that you understand where those issues came from. um, My mother uh, um, left me, my sister and my dad uh, when I was probably about 10 years old. Um, Now I'm saying it that way because at that moment when it happened, that's what I thought, right? Um, That she just left us right um and now i'm like learning all this new stuff because we're in a whole different place today but um so that's been a theme from 14 15 16 17 all the way until now and i can honestly say that the best like the relationship between my mother and i um until recently has really been like non existent. I think for a long, long time, I was very, very angry with her. Lots of resentment. Um, you know, I, I, I will take accountability and say that I was even probably borderline, like not even borderline, it's probably just like really verbally and just like emotionally abusive to her as well. Um, because that's how it was coming out. Like my anger of her abandoning us, me, um, was, was there. And I realize now that I really never had an understanding of like, what happened when, because in my family, no one talked about anything, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm not sure people can relate to that, but especially in, in, in specific cultures from the Spanish culture, um, no one really talks about what's really going on. So all I knew and all my brain allowed me to remember, okay, because now we're talking about the brain suppressing information, um, was that she left me. Right. Um, so that created a what, what we call issue of attachment, uh, issues of abandonment. OK, um, so from 14 to now, that's something that I've been working on. I definitely did a lot of therapy. And I say that because I think it's important. When I was in my master's program, one of our professors said um, something really important that I remember to this day. And she was like, listen, if you're going to be a therapist, you need to do your work, meaning you need to go to therapy. You need to experience what it's like to be sitting in the other chair. You need to work on your Mm -hmm. shit. And I 
took it and ran with it. And at that point, I, I had stopped therapy, so I wasn't really going. But I went back um, at that point because I was like, well, that makes total sense to me, right? Like, I don't want to be sitting in a therapy session doing therapy with people being a fucking hypocrite and contradicting myself. And then my words mean nothing. Right. And this is what I'm, this is what I'm talking about. Like, every, every therapist should go to their own therapy. Every and therapist. figure their, themselves out before they're... Because you can never help anybody else without helping yourself first. Every therapist. Mentally. Actually, actually, I'm a little annoyed that the master's programs, and I don't know about all of them, but the ones that I've known about and went to, that they don't require that. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people were in the master's program that I went to for mental health counseling that I saw for a couple of weeks. And while I was in the classroom, in my mind, I'd be like, there's something unstable about this person and then we never saw them again and i don't know if, if the, i'm sure the professors picked up on it you know and then you know how to talk or whatever and remove them for the program but it's like for the ones that aren't being identified you know like now you have it's, it's so it, it i feel like everyone needs to be evaluated or be going to therapy while they're a therapist trying to you know, help people. So anyway, I went to therapy, did that whole entire thing and understand I was like a frequent flyer in therapy, meaning like, cause I was young too, during this time, like in like, like 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, I would go to therapy. And then the minute it would get to my mom, I was out. <laughs> and then I would go back to therapy again, mom, out. You know, um, and that's, you know, that's what happens, right? Whenever we get into serious shit, you know, mm -hmm. and you don't want to talk about anything because it's scary. What do you do? You bail, you know? And so I was very good at that. Interesting enough, though, each and every time that I was doing that, meaning each time that I was going to therapy, although I was bailing, I was still retaining information and learning stuff because because you guys, you can't unlearn. You can't unlearn. Now, you may not remember shit consciously, okay, in that moment, but once someone gives you insight and you learn something, you cannot unlearn it. It's well, so there. You just do lots of drugs all the time. Well, now you're it's just, it's there. not that you're unlearning, you're just yeah. completely just like, you know, suppressing, you're disconnecting, right? right? right, right, right. Um, so it's still there. It's information that's still there. But that's why, let's say, for example, drug addicts, when they come to treatment, I've had patients who, let's say, went to 21 treatments, but guess what? I don't give a shit how many treatments they went to, and I don't because each and every facility they went to, they got something out of. They did. They did. They absolutely did. Maybe they had struggled with implementation, obviously, but they still got something out of it, right? So I did that for a while and then found a therapist that I really, 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 really dug. And I think that's a big thing too, right? Yeah. Like when you find a therapist that you're like, damn, like... Yeah, you're yeah. like on some right and at that time for me i think i could only go to male therapists specifically because i had those issues with with my mom mm. so for with women i just wasn't i think i was more guarded working on the issues with my mom with a female right. and because i'm closer to my father right m like a man just felt more comfortable to you're me. more open to right more totally 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 so when i found that therapist, I was in therapy consistently for a while and did some serious freaking inner child crying. Ugh. I 
<laughs> because I also don't like to be so vulnerable, especially when it comes to like me and my own issues, right? Like it fucking sucks, guys. Therapy is not fun. You know what I'm saying? Like until we're just like in a session, we're just having like a fun time in session or whatever. But like it's not Although always I, I fun. I love therapy, actually. Well, you love that. Yeah, Joe <laughs> loves therapy. Joe loves so, therapy. I just want to know. I want to know what I don't know. Loves therapy. But sometimes it's not fun. If your therapist is good at what they do, sometimes it's really fucking not fun, you know? Um, and so that went on for some time. Now, understand this is like throughout a span again of like, you know, 14 to the age that I am now, which is 39, you know, um, that I've been in and out or consistently with therapy working on literally this same issue because I was such a stubborn, <laughs> you know, like kid who just like didn't want to let the anger go. Like I was like, mm. Mm-mm. I'm going to be angry at my mom and abuse her for all these things because she left, you know, like, and if anyone's ever experienced this and you're aware of it, understand that's your inner child and mm-hmm. inner teenager coming out. Okay. That's your inner child and irrational. inner teen. All right. All right. Very emotional. Okay. Because if we're irrational, we're coming from the emotional part of the brain, everyone. Okay. So that's what that was. I don't care. I don't like her. Uh, uh, even if, even if like you knew that you were you should be doing. Oh, understand. I knew right, and 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 especially because I was going through school during this time, and then I was very green in the field during this time, still working on myself. I knew what the hell, you know. Like now, I didn't know as much. I would say probably then that obviously I do now because I've been in the field now since two thousand and six. Um, so, you know, now I can pick up on something very, very quickly, but back then I was still like, okay, yeah, I know this, but you know, but like back and forth. Um, I feel like it took, um, us having our daughter and your mom moving closer to us to really, for you to be forced into execution of all the knowledge that you had gained. There were two important critical points in my life where I'll tell you when, when things started to, to, to change. Um, one was, I would say probably back in 2010 or 11, something like that. I had to go, well, I went to go leave the country to go visit one of of my best friends in France. And I had three dogs at the time by myself and I had no one to watch them because someone had bailed last minute. And Please understand, at this time, you guys, in 2010 or 2011, my mother was, like, the last person that I would ask for anything, okay? Like, it's always dad, 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 you know? So, last person. But, you know, at that moment, she was the only person, you know? So, I was like, all right, let me try my mom, you know? So, I hit her up. I called her, told her the situation. And, uh... In to to my surprise, she actually said yes, which I didn't think she was. Um, and she decided to make it a vacation with her and her sister. So they came out and stayed with my dogs while I was gone for about two weeks. When I came back, um, I felt obligated to speak to my mom because she helped me, you know? Mm. So because of that, I started kind of calling her more often. Prior to this time, you guys, in 2010 or 11, I was called, I could probably go a year without speaking to her. And was fine. And but when I use was fine, I'm saying that with mm. quotes around it. Quote unquote was fine, right? And, and then if, from then until up until not too long ago, like you I feel as though you got to like a certain level and you were like okay with that. That's that's where we're at. Arms I was okay. Away. Right, 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 right. I was okay with that level because at this point she was living in New York and I was in Florida. So for me, 
I felt fine, quote unquote. And let's be clear of what fine means fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. That's what fine, <laughs> that's what fine means. Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. So I felt quote unquote fine, right? Um, and was like, okay, like I could do this. I could speak to her a little bit more, blah, blah, blah. She's gone. I don't have to see her, but like once a year. And that was my comfort level. So what happened was I called her one time. We were speaking. She was playing these old tapes of when I was a kid to me on the phone. And this is the first time that I remember, that I remember hearing my mother in a positive light being a mom, if that makes sense. Mm. So I was listening to the tapes and I heard her and she was so like loving and like nurturing and like, just like wonderful. And I was just like, oh my God. So I instantly start crying. So start crying. And my mom Um, actually at this point, my mom actually wasn't crying, which I, which is very weird because my mom is extremely emotional, but, um, she, she didn't cry, which I appreciated. And she told me that she knows that I'm angry at her. And if I feel better being angry with her for the rest of my life, then that's okay. As long as I'm happy and I'm okay. Yeah, that's what your mom was really good at. She was good at like taking all your shit. Right. And just being like, well, that's, it is what it is. But when she said that at that time, I remember processing. See, the great thing about being a therapist to you guys is that even if let's say we're not in therapy, we have lots of colleagues and mentors. And so who I utilize today to this, to this day. So, you know, I use them to really kind of be a soundboard or process things with because I trust them. Um, But um, so at that time I was processing that with my supervisors, mentors, et cetera. And I was so shocked because I was like, wait a minute, this woman is going to be willing to have me treat her like shit. (laughs) And if that makes me happy, she's fine with that. What? Like, this is insane. And it was actually that moment that I realized that I was abusive. I was like, oh my God, I'm so abusive to her. She's this is like awful, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's when I started really changing my tune and, and, and adjusting a bit, but I still had stuff. You know, yeah, like yeah, there was yeah. still stuff. So I adjusted a bit. I spoke to her more often da, 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 because again, she was far away. I didn't have to see her. So I felt comfortable leading up until when I got pregnant. And so, and under our daughter's only 17 months, going to be 18 months. Okay. So, and I'm, and I was pregnant for nine, you know, so this is all just like recent stuff. And you, still. Yeah. And even when she was born, it was still a process. Still a process. You guys. I'd say up until less than a year ago. Yeah. Still, <laughs> still, still a process. So when I got pregnant and really in like the middle later stage of my pregnancy, mm-hmm. when we were figuring out who was going to, um, who was going to come to the hospital um, and be there with me. And of course I wanted my dad there because my dad is my number one. He's the one that raised us. That's my fucking boy. Um, You know, so, so, you know, I really wanted him there and I don't know why, but he couldn't, Oh, because if he came, because he was like, well, I'm going to come for your birthday. And she was born in November. My birthday's in December. So it was all like, you know, so anyway, so, but guess who came? My mom. And not only did my mom come, she came, she stayed with us for like two months. She helped me. Mm-hmm. She taught me things. She Now, understand, this was all new for me, guys, because prior to this, I could not spend more than an hour with this woman. And also, by the way, you're like, I... Uh, 
uh, was very <laughs> yes <laughs> adamant about your mother being here. You actually wanted to kind of do without her and i was like we need some i did i did right i was like i'm not having her here blah 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 blah. and he was like we need help we need someone to help us and i was like begrudgingly i was just like fine right so i spoke to my sister who has three kids and my mom was there for all of all of my nieces and my sister was like look mom something happens to her and she just like she just like really shines in this area, you know, like, so you're going to want her around, you know? And I was like, okay, fine, blah, blah, blah. Now, during this time leading up to soul being born, remember, I started having conversations with my mom, really deep ones. And Mm -hmm. I started having these like conversations just about like my feelings towards her. And, you know, so I was opening up a lot more. We, We were having some good talks. Some of them, you know, she really didn't want to hear some of the stuff I had to say. And, Most of the and, time, they didn't end very well. They just kind of just were just, all right, well, that's how you feel. <laughs> like, they, didn't, they didn't end well until, I will say, closer to soul coming. We had a conversation, and I finally told my mom, like, just, like, what it is. That really just, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, what it is. Um, and that started becoming, sorry, Euro. This guy, what? Oh, my God. Euro. He's, like, licking his... Be quiet. I know this is going to sound like TMI, but when dogs lick their paws, it sounds like they're like eating vagina. Sit. (laughs) Here, come in here. It does. It sounds like they're going down on someone. Lay down. Like a sloppy going going downer. Sit sit the heck down. And stop licking. Um, So anyway, so so this was happening. Um, My mom came. And soul was born. And throughout this, this is a process, you guys. This isn't like an over the night thing, okay? Like change takes time, also depending on how your brain processed information, depending on the person. We're not, I don't know how long it's going to take someone to get through something, okay? But I know that evolution takes time, change takes time. So this is a process, you know? So while she was staying with us, there were some moments where, you know, like where Esther would come out. And what I mean by that is, you know, my mom. I'm not saying it's all her because I have stuff too, but at this point, I think I was also learning how to just like be honest with her and just communicate. I thought I was being assertive, and I think Joe, I think he would call me out sometimes yeah, and be you, like, "You're a little aggressive." You're like mean. Yeah, yeah. Said things you could have said things in a different in a different way, way totally. And, totally. and, and it, because your mom's so like sensitive and emotional, she would kind of take it and right. Well, like but she, she doesn't say anything right away. Though. Right. She just she just like takes it in and then. But you know that she's like kind of like hurt. Right. 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 Or she'll like um she's very all or nothing. Or it's like I would say something or whatever, and then like okay, fine, I'm right, and then she's like okay, it. fine. Well, then I'll leave forever. You know, yeah. it's like this like dramatic thing, and it's like oh my god, you know. Um. So anyway, so we went through that back and forth, but then I had postpartum when I was pregnant and Joe was actually gone. I think he went away for work during this time. So it was just me and my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, cause you were going to work. So you were Mm -hmm. gone for the whole day. So it was me and my mom all day. And um, I I went through some serious depression because of the postpartum. And when my mom actually left to go stay at her friend's house for a little, um, I remember I I, I was like crying. (sighs) I was like, oh my God, like I felt this like need for her. I think you realized that like she was helping a lot. I realized that she was helping and she didn't have to. That was the thing, you know, like, and I was like, man, she's like, 
here, like showing up, like, and understand I haven't experienced this. At least my brain has not allowed me to remember. Okay. So, um, so that was the, like the starting point too. When I was like, this is interesting, you you know? Yeah. And this is, uh, let me stop for a second. This Mm -hmm. is exactly why I think people like anybody else, if you, if you've ever known somebody going through something or whatever, you can always say from an outside perspective, Oh, well, this is what's going on. And look at this. And why don't you just do X, Y, and Z. Right. And what Aaliyah is describing right now is, is the internal turmoil and right. the, the blocks of why you just can't do can't these get things. Through it, yeah. Cause I mean, I remember watching all this and I'm like, uh, I know exactly what's happening here. Who's doing what, what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And, how it's all going to play out. But and I'm like, I ha- so do I. I and she does too. Yeah, because she's <laughs> yeah. Been this, she knows like, better than anybody. I was like, so do I. However. But it, you know, like, like I just had to kind of sit back and just, you know, every once in a while, just encourage or support or like just say, say, hey, maybe you could have said that a little different or something like that. And then at some point it's just. The, the switch flicked or something. I don't know. Yeah. Things yeah. Change. Yeah. Well, things change not so much at that point, but, but, but things were happening during that point. Yeah. Because I was like was every, gaining, every couple months. Yeah. Every I was month, like there learning was something. something. I was, I, I had gained some insight. You and I would talk about it. I'd have this yeah. whole like revelation. Mm-hmm. So it was like little, little big moments happening like every couple weeks, you know, of just like all this insight, you know? So that was contributing to the, to the, to the change. Um, my mom then moved from New York to here. So then she, now she lives in Hollywood. And I remember going to and saying, this is the fucking universe. The one person in the world at this point in my life, you guys, the one person in the world who I did not want to live near (laughs) was my mom. And then it's like, she was injected into my life. Mm -hmm. And then I had my daughter, which made me even more like, I have to have her in my life because that's her grandmother. And so it was like everything that I thought I never wanted was happening. Yeah. And it was all being injected or forced into your life. It was wild. For a reason. For and, a reason. And if you could, you could have taken it in a different, from a different perspective and been pissed off about it or whatever. Instead, I think that's when you took it and, and went the positive route. And it was like, well, all right. At that point I was like, this, this is, this is happening for a reason. Right. Like, this right, is, right. this is the universe basically tell it, like giving me, the opportunity or like a test, right? Cause like we have these life tests, you guys, you know? Um, and it was those, it, it was that moment where I was like, I am going to grow from this and learn and learn shit about myself. So I got to just like right. run with it. Usually you know? when things quote unquote get like worse or whatever you've been dealing with, it's actually probably getting better because you're going right. to get to that point right. of like always. chaos before it gets it's better. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because people think it's always like this, like straight up, yeah. like, oh, everything's going to be wonderful. I'm changing. But you guys change goes like visualize like a ladder for a second. And then like, if you kind of see yourself walking up, 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 then I'm going to go down, down, down. Then I'm going to go up, 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 <laughs> up, up. Then I'm going to go down, down. Okay. Like that's change. Okay. Like that's how that goes. Like two steps forward, one step back. It's always going to be like up, 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 down, 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 you know? Um, So the point that really did it for me, I think that took everything that I was learning, all the insight that I was gaining, everything was October, (laughs) October 13th, 2000. No, sorry. October 12th. 2020 because that was when just before, we, our just before our wedding because what shit hit the fan 
Shit hit the fan, everyone. Um, so on October 12th, okay, Joe and I got married October 14th. And oh, as you all can know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Weddings are already Hold stressful. on, hold on. We got married the October 16th. Oh, my oh, God. God. It hasn't been a year oh yet. My you my God. <laughs> October 16th. Jesus, who the hell is the four? October 14th is my best friend's birthday. Oh, That's why. And then my dad's birthday is the 17th. <laughs> no, it's too much going on in October, Joe. Oh my God, I'm sorry. So October 16th, we got married. And then it was then probably the 14th and then all this happened. So... <laughs> <laughs> so basically there was a lot going on with, with, with the wedding. We had to change everything up because of freaking COVID. Um, and I, ha- we had to have a smaller wedding. So only a certain amount of people were coming at this point. Anyway, my, oh, okay. My father's birthday is the 17th. Oh my God. you just, just farted fart. so <laughs> bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Jeez Louise. So, my father's 70th birthday was on the 17th. Our wedding was on the 16th. So on the 17th, we planned like, oh my God, I can't even talk. <laughs> it's like one of those hot ones. It's like a bomb, like a fart bomb. Oh my God. Jesus. It won't get out of here. Um, so October, so we planned a big thing for my father's 70th birthday on the 17th. And we decided to do like a boat ride, you know, have some drinks on a boat, have fun, da, da, da. Now, going into this wedding, there was already a a plan that my mother was going to watch Soul while we were getting married, right? Right. While while we were doing things or having events for ourselves, she was going to watch Soul. My parents are divorced. Let me also state that. They've been divorced since I was like, separated, separated since I was 10, divorced since I was like 18, okay? So um, in my mind... When we planned this event for my dad, because my mom had also said she was going to watch Soul, I didn't think to invite her on oh, the but, boat. But uh, your mom and dad are very close friends still. Like, they've never not They're been really good friends. friends. So, like, yeah. and I always think about this, too. It, back then, like, you would never invite your mom to, like, things that were, like, family things that I never she wanted, probably yeah. wanted to go to. I never, yeah, I never You know? Been. So, um, but... Anyway, so this was one of those moments. Yeah, and, uh, this is one of those I was moments. Like, I was thinking, like, well, she probably wants to come to this. Right. But. And my inner teen kicked in, and I was just like, well, I'm not. Oh, you were you were on you were on freaking level 10. I was on a of whole like teenager other... because, like, it's your day, and right. everything's it about you. Really and it like... should be, but, like, at the same time, you got to, like, think of other people sometimes. It's so. It was really just big. So I was like. Joe was like, you're not going to invite your mom? And I was like, no. For what? She's watching Soul. Right? I was like, why? I was like, that's my dad's 70th birthday. I don't have to invite her to everything. Blah, 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 blah. You know? Um, and then my sister was here, a part of this, too. And my sister and I, when we get together, because my sister has her own issues with, with our mom, we, like, feed off each other with that shit, right? So, anyway, I called my mom and told her about the boat trip and was like, hey, um, uh, can you watch Soul? Blah, 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 or something like that, right? Mm. And so my mom was like, yes, yes, I'll watch her. Like, no big deal. Okay, fine, cool. The next day or something like that, we speak on the phone. And this is literally the day, like, before the wedding, before we're leaving. No, the day before we're leaving to Key West, okay, for the wedding. She wants to bring up this conversation. So she asks, hey, can I ask you why you didn't invite 
um, me to the boat. And I was like, well, you said that you were going to be watching Soul. So how can I invite you to the boat if you already agreed that you were going to be watching Soul? That just makes no- I can't invite the babysitter to a fucking function. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that just makes no sense. So I was like, well, so I explained that to her. And she was like, well, um, you know, I mean, it would have been nice to just be invited. And I was just like, okay. So now I'm not saying anything because on the inside, I'm just like getting frustrated because again, it's my wedding. It's my dad. Right. Um, then she brings up why didn't I invite Carlos, which is her husband. And understand something, you guys. I don't know if any of, of any of you, uh, of you have blended families or whatever, stepfathers or whatever. I don't really consider him a stepfather. He's just my mom's husband. But like, I didn't think to invite him because he's my mom's husband. <laughs> I, don't know. I was just like, I was, like in my head, they're they're a package deal, you know, like. It's her and him. So for me, I wasn't going to have my mom watch Soul and then invite him and then have her all alone with the baby and she's the only one not coming on the boat. Oh, you're so thoughtful. (laughs) 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 So basically, that was the whole thing. So this conversation led into a whole like argument da, 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 like we were no- so then i hung up on her because i couldn't really take it anymore. oh that so that's what you guys were bugging out about on the wedding day that's no no about. the wedding day was something else but this was leading up huh. to the wedding day this is all leading up to really right you're really getting into de- detail about all this yeah it's <laughs> leading it's it's it's, it's 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 all leading up but anyway so that happened then my sister comes into town. I talked to my sister about it. She talks to my... Anyway, this whole entire thing spiraled into a huge argument, and now the past is being brought up, right? The past is getting thrown at my mom. My sister's like, well, maybe she's angry because you were never there. <laughs> and then it's like all this shit. This is all happening before the wedding, everyone, okay? Like on the like, wedding day. Oh, my God. Then it just... No, well, it, bl- it bled over oh, to the right, wedding right. day because my mom didn't show up oh, yes. to watch Soul, right? <laughs> she because did get she you. was pissed she off. You. Right, so she was pissed. So she did some whole, like, probably, like, I'm not going to show up. So she didn't show up to watch my daughter. I'm trying to get dressed and all that. It was a mess. It was Whereas like, all this is going on, I'm with my buddy just, like, drinking. Yeah, he's having a ready, great time. Like, great time. Out. I'm, like, stressed <laughs> out, right? My mom finally shows up. Every, all my friends are there. We're all dressed and getting ready. She strolls in, and then she's like, oh, hey, do you want me to take the baby? Like, what? At this point, I'm like, no, like, I don't want you. Later. Right, like, two hours later, I was so pissed. So, anyway, got married. That was beautiful. When we came was, back. <laughs> you don't remember came, the day. It's whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. When we came back from Key West... Um, it took me probably about, I would say a week to talk to my mom in a way that I can speak to her and not like, like not be mean, Mm. not flip out, like nothing like that. Because I was like, if I'm going to address this, I want to address this in a more rational, like state of mind. Right. So I let myself process some stuff Da 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 da. a week goes by. I speak to my mom. She was here and I spoke about the wedding and I said, I, do want to go out with you and be able to talk about deeper issues that we clearly have. Um, But I have to tell you, I'm still really upset about the wedding. Uh, And then I just kind of told her why, right? Very assertive, very calm. There was no argument. We had, we actually had a really great talk. So after that, because I think you both had like logical reasons of like both being upset. Well, no, this is what happened. I realized in that conversation with my mother 
that she had absolutely zero insight into anything that she does. Like zero. <laughs> like she had no idea. Like remember when she, she didn't was realize like, how it was affecting you. Right? No, no. no. Yeah. What I mean by that is, do you remember at the wedding where everybody saw how guarded she was and how like angry she was mm-hmm. and how whatever she was, right? Everybody saw it. When I brought that up to her, she's like, "What?" She had no idea. Yeah. And it was a, and it wasn't like a fake I have no idea. It was like a real I have no idea. And so it was that moment that I was like, "Oh shit." She like really fucking doesn't know. Like she's just like living life, just you know, like being who she is, doing what she does, and like she just does. Now she, I guess she has a choice as an adult. She can go to therapy and figure some shit out, but whatever. It's not my, you know, like that's on her, right? But I realize she really doesn't know. So how can I sit here, right, and go off on someone or whatever and do that, and they have no idea? Like she doesn't even know. Mm. And so. Then the clinical part of me came in at that and, point. And, and also, like, this goes for, like, just anybody. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. You never know what somebody is aware of about themselves or not, you know? Never so, know. You think you know, and then we come up with all these assumptions in our own minds right, that we're, we're like, oh, oh they stuff. know what they're doing. And it's like, mm, maybe not, you know? Right, right, right. And I'm not saying that it makes it better, but for me, it provided me with more of an understanding of, like, she's not doing this personally, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you it's not, it's, it's, you get, Right, like I was yeah. thinking it personal. It's like she really fucking has no idea, you know? Right. Um, and so then the clinical glasses came on and it was that moment that I was like, all right, I'm going to look at this from a very different angle. Yeah, for sure. Since after the wedding, that's when Changed. everything started. Changed yeah. everything. Which, which is not that long. Was, right. Like yeah. months ago so, so And so I also want to make something clear. I said to you guys that I started doing therapy, let's say, about the mom issue when I was 14 years old, my dad had us in therapy, in and out, okay? I want you to understand, therapy is something that does not happen instantly. Meaning, you could have, you could have went to therapy when you were 15, maybe you didn't implement stuff or whatever, then you go back when you're 30, and maybe the shit that you learned when you were 15 or whatever made made sense sense now now. at 30. Okay. Like, and now you're like, Oh shit, that's what that meant. Or, Oh shit, I did have low self-esteem or Oh shit. Okay. Like, so that's how therapy is. It's a very like sneaky, like long kind of, and it'll hit you at a random moment. And every fucking thing that you learned will make sense in that moment. Okay. Yeah, also you have to be willing to like learn these things about yourself and like understand all everything about you and why you feel certain ways. A yeah. lot of people don't want to get into that and until they're ready whenever that is, you know. Right, right, uh, right, 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 exactly, you know. But I, but I wanted to be clear with that because a common question that I'll get from many people in therapy is like is like how long is this going to take or like what do I do now or like what do I do to hit you know and I'm like understand like we don't have the key like there's no master key so I can't just tell you oh you just do this and that's it right like this like this is how it works like you're in a car driving to work one morning and you hear a song and I don't know something in the fucking song triggers some shit you learned back in like 2012 and it's like bam okay so that's just how this works so um from that point on gained insight had more clarity about things. And then um, it got to a point where I became more open with her, meaning I started realizing that I didn't 
like I processed enough stuff. I, you know, worked on some more stuff, processed lots of feelings, lots of thoughts, etc. And I got to a place of like acceptance, really, of just kind of accepting that for who she is. Right. Accepting her for who she is, accepting that what she did, meaning her leaving at that time had nothing to do with me, had nothing to do with my sister, had nothing, you know, my mother also suffers from mental health issues. So, so, so that's a piece. Um, and, and that was something that I didn't understand back then, you know, we all suffer from mental health issues. (laughs) Don't, you know, sorry. She suffers from like a mental health disorder. Right. So, so yeah. So, well, she, she has major depressive disorder. Oh. Yeah, I mean that's MDD. So, um, so anyway, so so that's a big piece as well, you know. So anyway, I started kind of like understanding stuff from a different perspective, different angle. It made more sense to me. Worked on stuff, and then it got to a point where not only did I accept her for who she is and accept the situation, but I wanted to really just start to get to know her, mm. because for me, in my mind, I said to myself. I feel like I don't know you and I need to understand your life and your upbringing so that it makes more sense to me. Right. So, so yeah, over the past few months, it's been more about like how, what were your parents? Yeah. Her so over the her past few months, like yeah. She was raised so, and you start realizing a lot of things. Oh my God. So I've been learning all this stuff about her life and I still have more to learn. Um, which I'm very excited to because everything makes, and again, I think for me, I don't know if for me it's different because I'm, because, because on a clinical level, everything makes sense. Right. So it just makes sense now. Now I'm like, Oh, this is why she does that. Oh, this is why. Oh, okay. This is what, you know, like, and so now I don't even see it as any other thing besides like, oh, okay. Like yeah. now I get what the hell's going on. Honestly, I think that it's, it, that's a good, some good advice for basically everybody to like understand your parents and where they came from because we have we grow up and they're just these these people that were always there Mm -hmm. that have done whatever right way or wrong way that they knew best or whatever and and if later in life you you decide to kind of have these deep conversations with them how are you raised what was your dad like what was whatever uh you start to understand they're just people Mm-hmm. They were kids one time. They only learned so much stuff in their life and they're trying to like transfer that over to you. But that doesn't mean that they're, they're like geniuses and know every right, perfect way to do everything, right? And you, you realize this as you get older and as you have conversations with them about the, their lives. They're, everybody's just human, right? And everybody makes mistakes and, and, and it's, it, you ha- you'll have a better relationship with them and anybody else that you get to really get to know. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, cut to today. I love my mom. Um, I always did love her. That never went away. Um, I think she's great. I think she's funny. Um, we have movie nights now together every Thursday when she sleeps over because she watches um, my, my daughter while I'm at the office and while Joe's gone. Um, we just left her house yesterday. We, you know, so I, 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 I just see her in a very different light. Um, and yeah, it's like night and day. And, th- and all that was because of, well, of you of really. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you just changed your perspective on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. She's basically who she's always been, right? She hasn't changed much. She has a little bit more insight on herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's aware of how you feel 
about her and and every and the whole dynamic right. of everything. Right. So, but but for the most part, it was like you figuring all this out and being able to see it from a different perspective. Yeah, let me be clear, guys. The issue in this whole story wasn't my mom. I want to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) The issue in this whole story was me. And I say that because it's never, it's not going to be anybody, especially when we're older. Okay, so like I'll say, when I was a kid, right, I had no control over anything. When we're kids, no one has control over anything. So shit just happens and it sucks, right? But as an adult, you guys, like... We have the opportunity and the decisions to make to either hold on to something or let it go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the whole time that I was hold- so this wasn't even a mom issue. It was my fucking issue, you know, and I had to get to that point. My mom can't go back in time and change what she did. It fucking happened. You know, I had to work on that. So that, so that was my issue. Um, a lot of people like to blame, you know, and uh, I think I was doing that even for a while, especially when I was younger, you know. Um, but it's 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 not about blaming. There's no one to blame. Yeah, you know, there's no one to blame. So that's it today. Uh, <laughs> that's where we're at today. But but I share that because I really I really do hope that whoever listens to this, if anyone can relate or is going through something like that. Um, you know, that you could gain some insight from this in some way, shape or form. So that's kind of what I, what I, what I hope for, but, um, Mm. you know, or it just sparks something in you. I have, I have no idea, but, um, you know, I want to be honest. I want to be open. I want to be transparent. You know, um, I'm, I'm all about not lying and, you know, being open and honest again, as a clinician to a certain degree, I will say, right. Um, I'm very open about this stuff because I think it's very like, this is, this is real shit. This is a lot of stuff that everyone goes through. Um, you know, so, so, so I have no problem doing that. I just posted something the other day on, on our convenient Instagram. Uh, I, I think it was, I might mess up the word, but basically it was like, uh, um, do you believe that, uh, you are upset or, angry because somebody made you that way or because mm. you choose to be that way mm. right every it's it's the answer is you choose to be that way mm-hmm. nobody can actually make you upset or, or hurt or anything if you choose to not allow it to no one has that much power unless you allow them to have that much power that's right. what that is Right, right, right. That's what that, you know, and, and that's, a, sorry, just yeah. to like, even like make this example more, that's, that goes the same, you guys too, for anything like if anyone's been abused, raped, whatever it may be. Okay. Understand. Mm. I, and I want to be clear. Let's say again, something happened to you years ago or when you were a child or whatever. Okay. I get it. You had no control over those situations. Right. And, 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 and that's understandable. However, what you do have control over is the ability to either let it go, meaning work on it, process, right? Get to a healthier mental space about it or hold on to it because there's nothing you can do about that moment. The moment happened. Holding on to it is like you're you're only hurting yourself. That person is whoever did these things to you, they're living their life probably not even thinking about it, right? But you're the one hurting yourself, I think. Am I going to be correct in saying that? Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, you end up hurting yourself because you're holding on to all the stuff that you can't do anything about. It happened. Because imagine, like, there, that is, 
there's so much energy and time spent on like thinking about this or feeling it or whatever that imagine if that wasn't there anymore you would have so much uh, you could bring in other energy and better positive thoughts or whatever and, and you know fill your life with fill your life different, with yeah different energy you can choose to fill your life with different energy and what's cool about that is that i'm now actually experiencing that yeah in terms of like when I talk, like, cause there's been other things in my life that like, you know, obviously I've worked on or whatever and like let go of, and it's always cleared space. It's always cleared mental and emotional space. And I've always felt lighter, but this particular topic for me in my life has been most likely the heaviest. Yeah. And so when I got to the place where I am right now, Oh my God, I've been noticing I'm like happier. And, and it's I'm so like much less, easier. Too. Oh my God. It's so much easier. Like I'm less it's, stressed. It's like, for example, like you being annoyed with something, the way your mom does something or oh, says yeah, yeah, something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That takes so much more energy. Yeah. And like the whole time she's at the house, you're like thinking about that one. Yeah. Thing that like one thing. Right. 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 Like, and now, and like, now you've replaced that with just being like, well, there's mom. <laughs> and it's like a funny thought. And then you like, mm-hmm. then you have all this other space for bringing in whatever else happens in yeah, that day. Yeah. Well, you I know? don't personalize anything anymore. I don't create, I don't attach any irrational, right? Like thoughts to it. Now everything's rational. I'm processing stuff out. I don't look at it as like, oh, she's doing this, 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 this. I just look at it as she's just being who she's she being is. Being who she's always been. Yeah. And, she's being and now who it's just kind is. of it's funny like, if you see it like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, for for, for yeah. me, it is and her it is because she, I mean, she's a trip. She she really is, you know, so I don't even think she knows how funny she actually really is. Yeah. So. Your journey. So that, I mean, that took about an hour. <laughs> so. That's my journey, you know, <laughs> my journey. Well, I won't, you know, get so detailed into things. I mean, I, I've got my own personal journey. I mean, that was a specific, you went with your mom, which for you actually was You a have a personal journey thing. with your dad. Well, yeah, I guess so. It has been a life thing. You just fucking found out. Yeah, but, uh, but, about but, what... oh, but, but I've, I've sorted that out a long time ago as far as No, you understand- have no, as no, no. far as understanding understanding but, myself and, and changing my perspective but on, you're still on bothered by person. it today well you are still bothered, bothered by it today yeah, but my bothered is different my bothered is because I I, I, I I feel bad for him and I want him to see things in a different perspective do you feel bad because I gotta tell you when you talk about it it's a lot of complaining and it's a lot of frustration it's frustration because he he doesn't execute on what we discussed. Why doesn't like he execute? All right. And then this is this is the newfound knowledge. So, I mean, well, let me give a brief background on the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, growing up whatever, my dad was uh he, listen, and, and I'll get to the I'll get to the point that okay. we're talking about. All so, right. so he, he he drank and partied and stuff and, you know, life I I had a good life growing up. Uh, my mom was always there. My dad was always there. He worked at nights and stuff like that. Um, but he was like, he was like that, that kind of dad wasn't around all the time because he worked night shifts and, but we would, you know, go to, uh, we'd go away for a week, just like me and him. And we go to like New Hampshire or whatever. Anyways, like it was, it, there's no like bad things, but I did realize by his actions the way just by him living his life the way that he lived it it did affect me 
in all kinds of ways that you wouldn't even like imagine um, as I got older. Um, you know, just like little things like him and my mom, they, they had issues, uh, you know, probably when I was like nine or 10, they, they kind of started maybe falling out of love with each other and things like that, you know? So, so, uh, you know, they weren't really like lovey and kissy all the time, but they didn't like hate each other or anything. They were just, you know, there wasn't a lot of expression of that, which down the road led to me, you know, being in my early 20s and just not really appreciating relationships and you know uh, having a bunch of different girlfriends and stuff like that so we could really get in deep like that but I, that's not what I'm like discussing here so anyways a lot of that stuff oh, the majority of all these things for me I kind of went a different route than Aaliyah uh, mm-hmm. I did do some therapy couples therapy when I was like in my late 20s because I was in a relationship that like that's when I was like trying to like change my ways and stuff and then that kind of like kick things off and then I went more of the spiritual route mm-hmm. and uh found this numerologist and worked with him for a year straight and um that I kind of went just the more spiritual route which, which worked for you so yeah well. which which led to the same conclusions that you would get from from therapy, therapy. Mm-hmm. um and and this is this is another good point right yeah, like there's I, it, it there are different methods of sorting point. your life out and mm-hmm. understanding yourself you know some people might go to costa rica and do a week of ayahuasca or something and that might be great for them or the toad the <laughs> toad or or uh you know or standard therapy or um spiritual uh, enlightenment, yeah. you know, numerology yeah. or some sort of astrology or cards, even mm-hmm. um, tarot cards. Um, but it's a commitment, though. Like you can't just like go and it's just like one day and you're gonna figure everything out. Even yeah. with the like ayahuasca, I think it's it's a whole process with multiple days. Mm-hmm. That's the accelerated course, I think. Um, if you're into that and you want to just figure shit out like today, right. um, but there's there's a lot of internal expedited work with that um i think i was my process was pretty expedited uh but uh it still took some time right um so anyways so i go through this whole process i i basically after at the end of that i kind of really it's got a lot to do with meditation and um just uh, fo- just understanding yourself and why you are upset at things and and who's causing these pains and stuff like that. And you start figuring out that it's all you. Mm-hmm. It's just you. Like you are the one that creates your world. And however you feel like thinking about it is how you're going to think about it. And um, so I changed a lot of that. Like in my late 20s, early 30s, humongous shift. Um and then I just had more room to actually be the better person that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting back to my dad, so what I what I realized, the main thing I realized through this numerology was um, I I did the I, I, I was always like lying about dumb things, like little things, not things that were like oh, oh you like stole money from me or something like that, like about just not wanting to hurt people's feelings. So I would say something that I thought that they would 
like better than what actually happened. Uh, and, and I realized that I got that from my dad and that was a humongous, like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I went through a little period where I was kind of resentful for, to him. Uh, but that didn't last very long for me. It was like literally like a month and then I was over it. And then I just accepted him for who he has, who he's been and who he has become. And, and he's a great guy. He's a very nice guy. You know, he'll take his shirt off your back at any moment, give it to a bum on the street, you know, if they needed it, that type of guy. Um, so I did learn a lot of good qualities from him. But there, there were some things that stuck with me. Now, once I figured all that stuff out, then it was about um, seeing him for who he is and being like, wow, like, you know, this he's a, such a great guy. I wish he would... Um, live his life a little differently, you know? Um, but then once I started to understand where he comes from, how he was raised and, um, you know, what, what maybe, uh, thoughts and ideas that he's suppressing that may have happened to him in the past. Like I, I started, and this is just recent too. And this is, this is, this part of it is yeah. pretty recent. Yeah. Um, and I'm still like talking to him more and asking him questions about, his past and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, I've come to find out that, that he, he is suppressing a lot of maybe childhood trauma with, with drugs and alcohol and stuff. Right now, trauma also to me, maybe his trauma is just like trivial or whatever, but to him, it could be this thing that is like, has changed his whole life. And this can happen for anybody. Anybody, there, there can be people that 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 think like, oh, they remember this one time where they maybe you know their parents like hit them or something, right? Um, well, I don't. I don't think your father sees any of the things though as traumatic. No, he doesn't. He doesn't realize it. But well, obviously, he doesn't choose for what, right? But he also, I mean, he struggles too, also because there's a blocker there, so he's not going to. Right, 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 right. And because and he uses alcohol to stop so like, him numb, from like yeah. actually thinking about the choices that he's made in life and et cetera. Right. Um, so then I, I, you know, I, I'm going back and forth and, uh, I'm, I'm seeing him more often now. And, uh, and I start talking to Lee about this stuff and she's like, well, I mean, there's, there's alcoholism there. And I'm like, yes, he does drink, but he doesn't drink every day. So my thought initially... You would interrationalize it. Yeah, yeah. Now, now this is important for anybody that wants to really understand, um, you know, any level of alcoholism. Like what we're about to say now is... is, Or addiction, same thing. Any kind of addiction, yeah, is is, uh, very important because I didn't realize a lot of these things. When I think of a alcoholic, I think like I think most people do of like somebody that drinks all the time, they're drunk, they're just like falling on themselves, they they can't like hold down a job or relationships or whatever, like, and they just, they're just at the bar all the time, right? That's what you think of a classic alcoholic. Now that, is, yeah. now that is one alcoholic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I found out through Aaliyah is there are multiple alcoholics and and maybe you can discuss that a little bit like just levels of, or just intensity I guess well because so so there's so alcoholism and addiction there's phases of it and there's different like levels of it meaning you can have the stereotype level where let's say right what Joe said right like someone is you know missing work and da 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 and 
you know, uh, uh, get, getting DUIs, every and, day. You know, right? Like all these things, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, all this stuff is happening because that stuff that's happening is loud. It's loud and it's in your face. Okay. So when it happens, it's big and everybody remembers it and sees it. However, you also have those alcoholics addicts who let's say don't portray as that because maybe they're binge drinking. And because they're binge drinking, people ha- are more likely to just rationalize for them or minimize the drinking. Um, or they're able to be like, oh, well, you know, like I still go to work every day and I still do this and blah, blah, blah. You know, I haven't stolen any, anything. I haven't right. had any legal issues. And that's when people, even in their minds, will rationalize, rationalize it and say that they're okay. But some, people, some of those people will even like stop drinking for like a month at a time. And it's then binge drinking. Like, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So un- understand though, binge drinking you guys okay still falls under that category okay of let's say some type of alcoholism addiction happening in some way shape or form okay it falls under like the umbrella all right i mean honestly actually i think even in the um i have have to look in the dsm five right now but i remember it was either dsm four or dsm five one of them what's that dsm oh sorry yeah the dsm is uh, a diagnostic manual that clinicians use to to properly make diagnoses and um addictions in there abuse is in there and they they played around with that for a while so they went back and forth they took some stuff out put some stuff in but um so i forgot therapy gods whoever makes (laughs) makes the book right um the board the associations um anyway so at one point though one of the definitions was so like is so vague that it's almost like well everyone's a fucking alcoholic that like they literally made yeah and and it was like jesus i still go by just like the good old-fashioned you know old-time definition i don't really go by that but um so anyway yeah so there's binge drinking um there's someone who can be in the early phase of addiction okay and not the later phase and still minimize it and rationalize because again they haven't had any repercussions yet so therefore to them they're like everything's fine right mm-hmm. um and, and i think Until that's, that's what was happening just... with your dad is because your dad's not an all the time person he's a he's a he's a binger he'll go back and forth but what sold me with it meaning what got me with it and what i led you to see was that but on those time in those times those weeks or whatever that your dad is not drinking how is his how is his mood Right. And depressed. Right. And so alcohol is a depressant, everyone. Okay. So it doesn't help depression. It fucking makes it worse. Right. 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 So, yeah. So like if he doesn't drink now, he's, it's at the point now, if he doesn't drink, then yeah, he can only go so many days. And then he, I guess in his mind, he thinks if he goes and drinks, he's going to feel happy again, which he probably does. Which he does in those moments. In those moments. In those moments. Because right. it's actually like, it's like reversed, right? Like, so the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like rever- withdrawal. Yeah. So it's like the depressed. after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. the after. It's the aftermath. Just like with um, alcohol and anxiety as well, not a great mix. If you have anxiety and you drink, most likely you'll notice that your anxiety may increase the next day um, when you're hungover or something like that or mm. days later. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm like, trying to 
to do. I just like, I think uh, you're just learning more in terms of your dad and in terms of just, because for you, this is what has been the issue with you, with your dad. When I first met you, there was lots of, well, number one, there was lots of enabling. I think a lot of people in your family enabled, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and, and you guys didn't even really see it like that because of just, you know, you've been doing it for so long, you know? Um, but I think the other part of it is too, is that you get very frustrated when you in your mind are like, just do this. I don't understand why you can't just well, that, do this. Yeah, yeah. And then if someone's not doing something that Joe looks at as easy, he's like, I don't understand. Like, just, I don't, like, this is an easy, con- well, it's like, not easy just, thing. It's not so much that either. It's, it's about, it, like, I'll have multiple, multiple discussions over the course of several months. But guess what? If someone's an alcoholic, you guys are an addict. Do you know how many, how, you think that having multiple conversations with them is just going to what? Well, yes, it makes it way diff- more difficult. I mean, even s- having those types of conversations with somebody that's not an alcoholic is is right. tough if they're right. not willing to actually, right. like, do the work. So, like, you know, you have conversations about, like, hey. And really, I only bring up conversations when somebody's complaining about their life, right? And it just – the conversation just evolves from there. Well, why, why are you unhappy about this? And they point the finger at other outward things, right? And I'm like, no, it's not that. Well, this thing. is why it's, I always tell I, I, I always tell you to stop doing that. Right. And I tell you to stop doing that because again, even if someone comes into my office and they're complaining, and I know that they're frequent complainers, if I've ch- and I'm sure I have, like when I do the whole like, okay, stop, because I'll stop and I'll try and redirect, right, or I'll put it back on them. And if they still deflect and go back to, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not really. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because we're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. I'm not going to compl- constantly come at you and challenge something all the time and then work harder than you. Fuck that. In therapy, just to be clear, you guys, your therapist should not be working harder than you. Right. It should be fucking 60-40, meaning you're giving 60 and I'm giving 40. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. I mean, where I'm at is... Uh, Growth, insight. Yeah, it's really more for me, really. Yeah. It's got nothing to do like it's it's I'm coming to the same conclusion as Leah has where acceptance just into who it is. right into and, just it is. and it's sad. Mine's probably it's a little sad. bit more sad because yeah. we all know the outcome of, of yeah. somebody that is depressed and drinks all the time right. or right. often. Right. They uh, you know where they're going. Yeah. Um, and I know that he is like. A, a lot more energy and and, and such potential yeah, too. Potential to I mean, provide like, the world, yeah. you know. Because your dad was a hustler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it it is what it is. I, I still probably will continue to plant seeds the best I can, if I can, throughout conversations, and hopefully things change around. You know, I think he's uh, heading out to uh, Hawaii with my sister here soon. And I think a new environment can change a lot of things, a different perspective of a how you see A life. different perspective, right? But you bring you wherever you go, right? Right, right, right. That's not going to change. And that, that's the other conversation that we're currently having. you're having now, right? Like, like, he's like, well, when I get out there, it's going to be, man, we're going to be. I'm like, well, are you taking your brain with you? Because right, that's, that's still not, there. That's right. not going away. He, th- he just thinks like all these thoughts. And they probably will for like the first six months to a year yeah. because he will distract himself with new things and right. going out here and right. experiencing new things. But at some point, all that stuff's going to pile back on. Yeah. And he's going to be in the exact same position except sitting on a beach in Hawaii, right. which is, I guess, a little bit better than 
freezing your butt off off, off, off north yeah. yeah up north but um yeah yeah that's where we're at really and that's where we're at and me for myself i'm i'm content with it it's obviously yeah. when it's when it's your family and you care about them you, you, there's i don't know for me there's like this level of like well, it's an emotional small, piece yeah a small part of it like and and i've been able to like you can't get rid of it it's like you're it's still there it's like it's you care about them and want to see better for them mm-hmm. so but with somebody that is unwilling to execute on their own you kind of just have to keep that little pellet and put it somewhere and uh and that's it you can't you can't just disintegrate that <laughs> Right. I mean, I guess you could, but you'd, I'd, I would have to completely detach, like really just never talk to him. Well, no, there's him. still a balance with that, but you, I think you struggle with that. Um, well, no, I think you're actually kind of going there now. So we yeah. have we have detaching guys, and then we have detaching with love. Okay, so in let's say in the alcoholic addict population, um, in Al-Anon. For the loved ones of addicts, um, which I actually also have been to because I had an, uh, uh, an ex when I was 20, mm. who I was with for five years, who actually was an addict. Which I so. heard was great for people that have, Al-Anon's amazing. Uh, yeah. Al-Anon's amazing. Um, so, and they talk a lot about detaching with love, mm. you know, and detaching with love is basically, so I love you. You're here. I will be here to support you on a emotional or mental level. Mm. but that is it. And only if you ask for it. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, because you make your own choices and your own decisions. Well, that, here's the other thing too, with this is I can have those conversations. My dad actually might forget it the next he forgets. day. And, right. And so, and so, and, but this is what I meant about the wet brain. This is what I was talking right. about. Right. So what do you do then? So then and, you're and, just, then in his eyes, you're just this asshole that didn't fucking say anything. You just disappeared. Yeah. And he creates this whole story, whole story of yeah, how he yeah. wants it to be. Yeah. So then you got to deal with that. Yeah, it's almost right. like Groundhog's Day. So yeah. basically, wet brain, you guys, just so that, that that you also understand. And I don't know if your dad has it or not, but wet brain is something that's common in individuals who have been drinking for a long amount of time. The brain basically starts to like just like deteriorate, right? Um, and so because of that, you'll find lots of like forgetfulness, memory issues, um, and so that's one of the. Sorry. So so getting back to so there's the, there's the classic alcoholic there's no classic it's just they're just different you know it just these comes out like differently the full, like the the most open like blatant level of alcoholism where when there's like shit happening like they've yeah. been arrested like this everybody can see like, everybody can see it's really it's really probably more of like a cry for help right that's why there's all these fucking it's like hey i'm here being drunk right or no uh i mean the losing your job, uh, the certain things I would say would be like cries for help, you know, yeah. um, you know, like trying to kill yourself, yeah. right? Like that would be a huge cry for like, you know, um, but not really killing yourself. Right. So it's like uh, self-harm, you know, huge, huge cry for help. So, th- so then, so, so then there's that level. Of, then there's the binge alcoholic, which binge is drinking. still an alcoholic. It's just. It there's just different effects, right? Is that what it is? It's different. No, no, no. Just different levels. There's just different. If by effects you mean different outcomes in terms of like maybe the binge drinker isn't experiencing, I guess, as many consequences as the one who's consistently drinking. And maybe it's more long term too, right? Like, well, they're both long term. 
Well, I mean, like, somebody that is just getting blasted every single day probably has less of a lifespan than Oh, than in the terms one, of that, right, 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 right. And then somebody that's, you know, binge drinking over the course of, you know, 60 years or whatever. Right, so someone like, who's a binge drinker, I, would, I mean, I guess if I look at it like that, I guess, and I don't know the numbers, I don't know, but I could maybe have a lower likelihood of getting like cirrhosis of the liver at a faster, you know? Right, right, right. At a faster So that's another thing they probably use as like a justification of like, like, oh, I'm still healthy or, you know, like I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, that my dad goes to the VA and they just, they're just like, oh, you're, you're 75. Uh, We don't even need to see you anymore because like you're just 75. Right, right. And, And, uh, it's not like logical how they they deal with these people unless you just realize that the VA doesn't really care about well, that's a whole other people that are just basically he 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 gets these like colonoscopies every few years or whatever and now that he's seventy five even though they he just had one and they found like polyps or whatever now that he's seventy five he no longer needs them anymore that okay that doesn't make any sense so like it, if you found polyps the past two times. And now he no longer needs them. Most likely he's going to have polyps in two years. You're not going to do the test. Then five years, those things might turn into something else, right? But because it's the VA and he's 75, I guess that's how much they care about you. Is that what your dad is telling you? That's what he says. They they don't do it. He says that is because... uh, You know, once you hit a certain age, they you know, I guess the lining of your intestines isn't good enough to put the camera up there or some shit i don't know that's what they've told him well They're that's making... what that's what he says they've told him the only reason why i'm challenging well he would this definitely because... go if they were if they were uh, wanted him if they said that's the thing about your dad too is like i yeah, never, you never know, know what he, he yeah, yeah i never yeah. know what's really i never know what's like real or not right, right. i'm like he also said that that time that he was going to go in to go get that colonoscopy that he was going to uh set an appointment for therapy too and that never happens yeah so i you know yeah it's it's just this whole and that's the other frustrating part it's not just like dealing with an alcoholic it's dealing with somebody that doesn't remember day to day the lies the the lies yeah and it's like so many layers of stuff and then you're just like just tell me the truth yeah. And then do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So I will, before we wrap up, I will just really, um, you know, also just throw in and and, and really kind of stress Al-Anon groups, guys. If anyone's going through any family member, loved one, Al-Anon. If anyone themselves is going through addiction, alcoholism, and you're trying to figure out what to do and you have insight into it, meaning you are um, above the denial, right? Um, you know what's going on. Hit up, a, hit up a meeting. The cool thing about Bill, you guys, okay? Bill, we all know Bill. Bill is the big person in the addiction uh, industry. The big blue, the big blue book, okay? Bill, he he is the one that founded our, the AA, okay? Oh. Founder of AA. We, we all know that? No, I'm just, you know. Oh. Uh, the founder of AA. <laughs> but anyway, you can find Bill anywhere, meaning you can find a meeting anywhere. There's meetings online, okay? Uh, there's meetings on a cruise ship, okay? Wow. There's meetings everywhere. So this please. actually might be good. I'm because my my uncle, he's you know he's got things with the family members as well, and uh, and I maybe maybe if I just 
because they've suggested his doctor has suggested that he goes to that mm-hmm. and uh i could probably go and you I, actually i, I, I yeah i would I, love for you to go I and i told i told him i was like oh yeah that would be good for you but i never thought like it would be good for me too of course so maybe because he does, he's kind of reluctant to go. Maybe if I go say, with hey, him. I'll go, it's beneficial for both of us, probably. Go with him. Yeah, it's great. It's probably one of the, I, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I thought it was really helpful. Um, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, it, the, the frustrating part for me right now is that I'm aware of all of this, and there's nothing I can do about it. That's and, the helplessness. Yeah, and I'm aware of that as well, and I'm technically okay with that. I just... When I'm there, when you're with this person for like a week straight, and you see them, and, and you're yeah. seeing them do these things over and over and over again, or living like, with them. Yeah, or if you're living with like, them, it's like it's like you can't, you can, you can. You, that's when you like mentally difficult. have to detach. It's, yeah, so difficult. Uh, but then you still got to have like day to day conversations and act as if like you're happy with your life, which you should be. But like. You're sad that they're doing this every day. You know what I'm saying? It's a very that they're hurting themselves. Yeah, it's a te- yeah. Addiction is a very, very, very tricky thing. I will say. Yeah. Um. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, I hope that someone can take something from this. Um. Those meetings, like I said, you can hit up meetings anywhere. They have online meetings for both Al-Anon and AA and NA. Um, also if anyone is experiencing any kind of emotional distress and needs someone to talk to mental, anything like that, you can hit up psychologytoday.com. Psychologytoday.com is a great website. I'm actually also on that website, um, of therapists, right in your area. Okay. So you can search by zip code and we'll, they'll tell you on your profile, what insurance they take and all of that. They'll tell you their fees. Um, it's just a really great, you can also go through your insurance and find some providers, but sometimes it's not updated. So I would, I would do the psych today. Oh, also remind them that apparently now you can search for a specific black therapist. They do know. Well, I said this last time. I feel it's very racist, but you know, if you you want that. It's not racist. (laughs) There's, um, uh, I think it's called like, damn it. I forgot. I told my sister. Oh man. I said it in a, in a prior podcast though. Um, Mm. Anyways. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. And then, then so, well, also, you know, if, if you're interested in more of the spiritual side of things, like I said, there there are different programs that you may have heard of, like through Ayahuasca or the Toad or whatever. Those things are usually out of the country. Uh, South America, there's a lot of that stuff going mm-hmm. on in Brazil and uh, Costa Rica mm-hmm. and uh, wherever down there. And um, and then as far as if you, if you were interested in, in going more the spiritual route, kind of like what I did, um, numerology is mm-hmm. something to start looking into. It really gives you a lot of insight on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally written in the stars. They just need your name and your birth date, and they will tell you a lot about who you are and why you do things. Um, and and if you wanted to go through a whole process with uh, meditation and 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 just literally all kinds of information about yourself and who you are and what you want to be and uh, goals that you have um you can hit up uh west hamilton i believe it's westhamilton.com he's out in minnesota this is the guy that i went to see i'm sure there's a million other numerologists out there if you just look it up online Mm -hmm. but uh west hamilton is my guy uh he's been doing it for a long time and he's very 
does a very good job, especially also uh, he does things with businesses as well. So mm. if you have like a business that you're struggling or, or you're trying, you want to create a business, but you're not sure which path to go down and how to go about doing it, they have programs that help you with that as well. Um, the other thing I was also going to say to him, and I was, I had it in my head as you were talking, and I was like, I have to say this. Um, shit, I forgot. Forget it. <laughs> we can add it back. Then. Yeah. All right. Um, I hope everybody has a great week. Uh, today is Monday for us. You'll probably hear this on <laughs> Wednesday or whenever, but, um, have a great week, everyone and stay healthy and safe. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.